today we have uh, Dave Fiorella. Dave has an Editor's Choice um, article that is uh, gonna, will be published in the September issue of JNIS. Um, the title of uh, the article is The Final Results of the U.S. Humanitarian Device Exemption Study of the Low-Profile Visualized Interluminal Support, or ELVIS, device. Uh, Dave is currently at Stony Brook State University of New York. Um, Dave, uh, thanks very much for agreeing to talk to me this morning. No problem. Great to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about the design of the study and summarize the results for me? Sure. So the uh, Elvis HDE study was a 30-subject, multi-center, prospective, single-arm study designed to evaluate the safety and probable benefit of the Elvis device to treat wide-necked intracranial aneurysms with bare platinum coils. And so this is a fairly standard study that is designed to achieve a humanitarian device exemption clearance uh, from FDA. Mm -hmm. So we were able to uh, enroll 30 subjects uh, into the study, uh, treat them, and then uh, study, the patients were followed up to six months out with both angiography and clinical follow-up. And, and what were the endpoints of the study? So the safety endpoint was any major stroke or death within 30 days or major ipsilateral stroke or neurological death within six months. The efficacy endpoint was successful aneurysm treatment with the Elvis device defined as angiographic occlusion of greater than 90% at six months. So you had a, a fairly high um, rate of, of um, good treatment results, 93% um, or so of complete occlusion. And, th and that seems you know, excellent for fairly large wide neck aneurysms. Can you comment on that a little bit? Uh, yes, we were very pleased with the uh, outcome of the uh, study. So the average uh, aneurysm size in the study was over 7 millimeters, and the average neck size was over 5 millimeters. So these were truly wide-necked uh, aneurysms that we were treating. And as you know, typically these have a high failure rate with uh, other endovascular treatment strategies. Uh, in the Elvis study, uh, however, uh, we had remarkable rates of good angiographic occlusion, meaning greater than 90% angiographic occlusion at six months with 93% of subjects achieving this endpoint. Uh, another thing that was quite impressive is at the end of treatment, there was a 17% complete occlusion rate but that increased to 75% at six-month follow-up, so 75% complete occlusion rate for wide-necked uh, aneurysms, most of which were bifurcation aneurysms as well. And so this is a very favorable result, and it's important to point out that these were all adjudicated by an independent core lab. Well, that's fantastic. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the design features of the uh, Elvis uh, device, which maybe distinguishes it from other um, aneurysm scaffolding devices? So when I think about stents uh, that are deployed for coil assist uh, purposes, uh, we think about the first generation coil assist stents being the Neuroform stent, an open cell nitinol cut hypotube stent. And then that graduated to the Enterprise, which is a closed cell stent that gave uh, probably a little bit better wall apposition in some cases. Um, and then finally, the Elvis device is actually a braided device, which I think gives you the absolute best uh, wall apposition uh, of all the three categories of devices. In addition, as a braid, uh, it also provides better metal surface area coverage and a lower pore density than the other stents that are typically used for aneurysm coiling. And so I think some of the results are related to the design of the device with the Elvis uh, as a braid, giving better wall apposition and providing a better scaffolding for endothelial overgrowth. And in addition, the lower pore density providing a better barrier at the neck and some flow diversion characteristics of the device which I think both uh, serve to enhance aneurysm occlusion rates.
With the lower pore density, um, do you find that there's any difficulty or any limitations to transdent coiling with the device? In this study, there wasn't uh, too much in terms of challenge in, in getting across the uh, stent once it was deployed, but the nice thing about the Elvis Junior in particular is that it can be deployed through a 17 catheter, meaning that you can have two 17 catheters side by side and mm. with standard guiding catheters perform a jailing uh, type of technique, which would not be possible with the Neuroform or the uh, Enterprise uh, catheters. And so with a standard 070, 071, 072 guide cath, you can catheterize the aneurysm and then jail the microcatheter within the aneurysm. And for many of the uh, cases, uh, this is now the predominant technique uh, by which uh, Elvis is used. So transdent coiling is, is possible. It's uh, Typically, the braids will just move out of the way as you catheterize past them, so it's not a significant barrier. But at the same time, oftentimes it's not necessary because you can use a jailing technique, which is sometimes preferable. Are there any nuances to deploying the device? Yeah, so deploying the Elvis is a little bit different than deploying the previous uh, coil assist stents. It behaves a little bit more like a hybrid between a flow diverter and a typical coil assist stent than, say, the Neuroform, which you can just unsheath with a typical push-pull technique. With the Elvis device, it has to be uh, deployed carefully and slowly under good uh, fluoroscopic visualization with uh, more of a push-pull gradual uh, deployment technique whereby you're making sure that the device is opening properly over the course of the vessel and giving you good uh, vessel wall apposition. And so there is a little bit more technique to deploying the Elvis as opposed to, say, something like the Neuroform, where you could just unsheath it with a typical push-pull technique. Are there any aneurysm morphologies or locations that are uh, more or less suited uh, to using this device? Yeah, I think the Elvis Junior device in particular is uh, very effective for treating um, bifurcation aneurysms, distal bifurcation aneurysms in smaller vessels. Again, mm -hmm. the apposition seems to be excellent, and the ability to use a jailing technique really avoids many of the difficulties that we had encountered in the past using uh, stents to treat distal bifurcation aneurysms. And as you can see from the angiographic results, the outcomes have been excellent. So, uh, well, well, thank you for agreeing to speak with me uh, today and, and sort of summarizing uh, the results of this HD study. It's, it's certainly very exciting. Great. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity.